California. The West Coast. The West Coast Daddies. West Coast Best Coast. The funky <laughs> fresh Northwest. Is this, the, is this like the opening statement of a lawsuit? Yeah, like? <laughs> it feels like it. I'm so stressed. So you're calling, I'm calling from my parents' living room. Rod, where are you calling from? I'm calling from deep inside the lush contours of my dad's walk-in closet. Mm, very <laughs> the nice. Glamour, the glamour never stops at the Good Friends podcast. Right. And honestly, like the audio coming from your end kind of kind of makes me horny a little bit. It's um, really great. So down. Wait, how can I recreate this beauty um, elsewhere? Just uh, big coats and uh, and uh, uh, big wooden cabinets and um, closets. You clearly need to be spending more time in closets. Getting back in the closet, dude. Right. Well, if there's anything we learned this week is that that's the safest place to be yes. in America in 2016. Wow. So maybe I will hide right back inside because daddy Yay. likes living. But I will take that as a go-to. Um, I'll take that as like a affirmation that I should buy more fur coats. Yeah. Yeah, you like should. 10 more fur coats? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I think that's... A very expensive fur coats. Mm, okay. Where can I buy them from? Uh, and, or will you foot the bill? Burlington Coat Factory seems to be a good start. And oh my god. F- fuck no, Do you remember? I will not fit the bill. Do you remember when they were trying to build the mo- like that mosque like seven blocks away from world the World Trade Center in an abandoned Burlington coat factory? <laughs> I, I didn't realize it was in a, an abandoned Burlington coat factory, but that yeah, uh, that was my story. favorite part of the story, where everyone is like, "You cannot build a mosque inside of this like classic it's New York building." Historic. <laughs> Who? Where will we buy our coats? And it, it's been closed for like years. Oh. <laughs> Right. I'm so stressed out. Well, this is episode what? 54. Oh my god, I feel young and old at the same time. 54? I mean, uh, really, it's just a countdown until we get to episode 69. Mm. Episode 69 um, is going to be really, really, really um, avant-garde. It's going to be really, really hashtag nice. Right. Um, we're going to record by one of us is going to plug our nose and the other is going to be gargling the entire, um, the entire episode. <laughs> Good. So for any audio phylax out there, you best be counting down the episodes. It's going to be nasty. Very nasty. Very fucking nasty. <laughs> Very Farku narsky. Well, we have a lot of things on, we have a lot of things to discuss. Um, we are going to discuss the... Reason that Jack and I are both in California this week slash weekend because this past weekend we were celebrating your bachelor party in Lake Tahoe. Uh, and then we're going to discuss the new ESPN 30 for 30 documentary, OJ Made in America, which is Sargard. Um, and then we're going to close out by talking about some other shit that happened yesterday for 16 hours. <laughs> Um, and I'm not talking about me trying to convince people that the extra toasted cheese it is better than the regular cheese it. That was a debate. That, that filibuster lasted a good twelve hours, though right. I will say. It definitely did. It definitely did. Um, okay, wait, hi. Bachelor party. What do you think? I kinda feel like I'm I kinda feel like I'm 
like being hazed at a bachelor party right now. I'm literally like inside of these coats. South Shore Lake Tahoe. What does that mean? You're inside. Whoa, were you inside coats at the bachelor party? Were you getting hazed? Was anyone hazing you? <laughs> um, I would prefer not to comment. So and bef- honestly, like these bruises, like I fell down. If anyone asks, like I <laughs> fell down and I'm okay. Before the bachelor party, you'd expressed to me that you were just a little bit afraid of gay shaving. I was a little worried of that, and I was a little bit worried that um, nobody would threaten to run a train on me, right. which frustratingly proved to happen. Neither of those um, happened. You didn't get yeah. a train run on you. Right, exactly. Okay. I'm frustrated. Oh, right. Um, it was one of those things where I was like, I hope this doesn't happen to me. And in the back of my head, I was like, um, if this does, it's such an ego boost. Like, <laughs> hell God. yeah. And then when it did, and I was like, okay, so basically I'm not desirable. Right. But you know what? That's like my baggage, like my shit. Like, I'm not going to put that on a group of 15 to 16 really sweet people from Davis and elsewhere who decided to be respectful of my body. Um, I need to learn to love myself, but I will say that it wouldn't have like killed them to like threaten it, just like vaguely threaten it. How like, do you put it threaten to run a train on someone? You're ju- you just like walk you like walk around like hey dude like nice to see you and then you like walk right by my ear and like you sort of like bend down like you're like itching your neck and then you're like I'm gonna run a fucking train on you and then you just like walk away. <laughs> it's like a really classic move. I know everybody knows it. Like I'm not buying it that. Nobody knew, like, the proper etiquette. Like, mm. everyone in that room was thinking it, but it just took that one person who was going to, like, make mention to make it happen. Oh. Well, you know, we can't always get what we want. Honestly, choo-choo, yeah. hop on the disappointment train, if anything. Right. Run a disappointment train all over you. Ugh, that, that's happened. <laughs> that one has happened, let me tell you. Um, so, will you describe who came to your bachelor party? Like, describe what sections of your life these people were from. I feel like that's an important part. It was it. it was mostly um, it was mostly bro zone characters from college. Hell yeah! Uh, with a with a smattering of brotherly love, uh, as well as some uh, old gold friends from way back in the day. Mm, love it. It's like a perfect mix. How did it feel? Were you stressed out about the dynamics, or did you literally not give a shard? I really didn't give a shit, uh, and I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that I was, I was drinking pretty, uh, pretty heavily, lots of Love beers, um, and yeah, I was really just kind of concerned with having a good time, yo. Feel it. So, did you end up having a good time? Yeah, I had a great fucking time. Mm, that's great, but I'm going to loop this right back to me, um, okay. as we should. Um, I again was just very disappointed that. There was no train of any sort. Okay, I'm not. I'm also not going to get right back into it. It's okay. like getting me angry again, and it's like not even 10 a.m. It's 9:59. Like I need at least one more minute. Right. There was um, no train. No uh, train. I don't think anybody was upset about that, other than you. Um, no, I was like really happy and felt really sane. Right. Like whatever. Well, we were in a uh, big ass uh, house in in South Lake Tahoe. Beautiful big deck overlooking the lake. Beautiful. Uh, I cannot stress the beauty of that deck. That deck was like the size of like, was like bigger than your apartment in New York. Yeah. It's bigger than my apartment in New York. Right. <laughs> Just the deck. <laughs> Although it was very creaky. The, 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 so the, the dry house, rot was real. <laughs> the dry rot was very real. The house looked like it had been set up in, in about 1983 and hadn't been touched since then. Mm. Um, 
Yeah, I, I definitely got like a distinct like 1983 vibe. Right. It was very porny, lots of mirrors everywhere, big ass oh. bathtub. But like, do you see why the train disappointment like really? Like when I walked into that house, I was like, okay, I right. get it. Like, right. why don't you just hang a sign already? Right. Like a little obvious. You were like, choo, choo. Yeah, honestly, as I was coming down the stairs, I was moving my arms in like a locomotive motion. Like, did someone call the caboose? And everyone was like, hi, Rod. And I'm like, <laughs> playing coy, I see. Right. It was very, uh, it was very, tr- it, it honestly probably would have been the perfect house to, to have a train run on you. Yes, fool. It was literally begging to be considered tracks. Right. It was crazy. And everyone kept flirting, being like, excuse me, can you move? I was like, right. okay. Hey, Rod, pass the Cheez-Its. And I was like, mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, not here. And they're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> not like this. But huge deck, very creaky. Yeah. What is it? You know what it is? Like, the the porniness, I feel like is, I feel like it's less porny and more like swingers. Like, Oh, yeah, totally. You know, like that whole, like, that's like what mirror, like mirrors and carpet just don't go together. And shag really. carpet, yeah. Shag definitely. carpet, right. Like, is that that type of carpet? Like, the high-fiber carpet yeah. is just, like, a very, very, very weird combo. It was a, uh, yeah, it was it was a great, great house to, to party at. Definitely happy we didn't stay there for more than two days. Really? Uh, you? I could have used another day. Well, the, well, I wish we had, like, yeah, I wish I had another day of partying, but... Uh, it was rough because there was no curtains on any of the fucking windows, so, like, as soon as the sun came up, it was, like, right in your eye. At least for Ugh. where I was sleeping. No, same. I love that, though. Uh, I, like, live for that. Ugh. Not me. I love the sun waking me up. It's very, like, do 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 Oh, my God. Ugh, the Oscar goes, too. I'm not even joking. That's just... I just have been coughing. I don't know what the deal is, man. Why do you think you have that cough? Uh, I, maybe I have, like, asthma or something, like, late-life onset asthma. Or, oh, my God. Honestly, it'll if we ever experience another draft, you will be thrilled to have asthma. You will never get drafted. Yeah. You are eliminated from the military. Yeah. Unless I, I could volunteer. I don't think they'll accept you if you have asthma. No, they would. Oh, really? I think they would. Mm, interesting. Yeah. So then I do have a because ch- I have asthma. I have a chance to be a soldier. You could if you wanted to. And they but I let, mean, yeah, they let, yeah, don't ask, don't tell doesn't, doesn't exist anymore, so you're good to go, dude. So I could just be like soldier daddy. Right. Soldier, soldier me daddy. Soldier me father. Yes. Um, I would definitely wake, like, wake everyone up in the bunks play, playing Rihanna in the morning. Um, I would definitely have, I would like fake a very cute moment where like the helmet was like too big. You know what I mean? And it's like sort of like falling on my eyes and I'm like running out to meet them late for boot camp. Like, right. sorry guys. Right. But just like, just to be silly. Yes. We I do think that, I do think, yeah, I, I'm getting like very far, far away, but I do think <laughs> that boot camp could be a little cuter. I do think that's the one problem with boot camp. We can fix that. Let's start a, start a, a, a change.org petition. Yeah, make, make boot camp cuter. Yes, make, make boot camp cuter. <laughs> the bio is just very vague. Yeah. I think we all agree that boot camp's just not that cute. Time to make it cuter. I petition to make boot camp just a little bit cuter. Right. Like no actual plans. So, okay, yes. Go ahead. Start that, start that petition. I'm not really sure how many fucking signatures you're going to get. Mm, okay, I'm literally going to start it under the good friend's name, and we're going to see what happens. Ugh, just, just, Jesus. Make bot comp chatter. Butt camp. <laughs> butt camp. That's what I was hoping this weekend would be. Right. Feel me? Butt camp. It was no butt camp. We kind no of, uh, we just had a good time. My buddy, my buddy Pat, 
my dog hooked it up with a, a big ass keg of beer. That was really cool. Yes, that was really great. He definitely had IPA paranoia. He kept yes. literally being angry every time someone would pick up like a light beer of any other kind because he felt like it was an attack on the IPA. It he, felt irrational, and I really understood where he was coming he's from. A, he's a gourmet, so he kind of he he sees himself as a beer snob. He just oh, has, really? Is, yes. he a, is he a gourmet daddy? He's he's a gourmet daddy. He, uh, yeah, I mean, he he just thinks that the IPA is better. I can't really blame him for thinking that. An IPA is better. It is is better. there any debate? <laughs> However, when you're like doing the power hour day drinking madness, that you gotta go with like the watery ass. Yeah. Moment. Otherwise, you're gonna be just knocked out at like. 10 in the morning or whatever. 100%. You know I what like I mean? doing like a little, I like doing like an alternating thing. Like for every three light beers, like one IPA moment. Right. Uh, so anyway, it was basically just, you know, us grilling some some dogs. Oh, I literally loved it. Uh, we played a bunch of drinking games. People were having a good time. Went to the Including casino. Rage Cage, which I love. Yes, Rod got put in the Rage Cage for a little bit. Literally, uh, I really loved it. That were, game is very fun and very stressful. You were very <laughs> fucked up after that game, though. <laughs> you were drunk. Was I messed up? I think you were a little bit messed up after we played Rage Cage. Like, literally, it's because everyone kept putting me in the Rage Cage. Yeah. Everyone kept being like, drink it. Right. I was literally messed up. I, don't even, I didn't black out at all, but I don't really remember like what was happening. Mm. It's funny. I don't black out, but I definitely, when I get drunk, like act entirely on like impulse. And the impulses just sort of like bleed together and so i don't remember anything but like i'm not like blacking out or forgetting yeah like i just don't remember like things i say or like things i do <laughs> <laughs> but it's not because i'm like not present or conscious it's because i'm just like the minute i think of something i'll just do it but I don't is that remember what it is to black things out? i say things i do or anything that happened to me <laughs> or anything that happened to me or my identity <laughs> that's just like the fun thing that happened yeah including a crazy interaction with um what turned out to be a hooker i guess yeah um, which was my bad. Can you explain truth? Yeah, so so Lake Tahoe, I guess there's like a, a crazy like vacuum of, there's no, there's no, it's like a, a, a town that's completely overrun on the weekends with bachelor parties, bachelorette parties. And Especially South Lake Tahoe, which is really close to the Nevada border. Exactly, very close to the Nevada border. And there's not a single strip club in the entire town. So there's this weird vacuum of like, people who who want to have like a good time seeing some wang or seeing some titties. Mm-hmm. And the uh, wang seems unlikely. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, no, but for bachelorette parties, they want to go see oh, some Oh, I guess that's dudes, true. Right? I guess that, no, I just meant more like where? Like male strip clubs? Well, I mean, where did I well, I I I mean, I assume that there are ladies out there who want to see naked dudes dancing around, right? I guess you're right. I guess I just never realized if male strip clubs actually show Front, frontal nudity. I never really thought about that. I mean, what's the moment. point if you're not? I think it's the same point as female strip clubs that also like don't show total nudity. Well, but which ex- which also exists. I guess like yeah. I mean, I guess like it's just the pleasure principle. No. It's just like the sensation of like of them faking pleasure. Or I kind of just assumed it was an air. It was a, a space to see stuff that you usually wouldn't see. So mm-hmm. it's not that uncommon to see a guy with a shirt off, right? Right, right, right. It is uncommon right, to see, see a I woman see, with her shirt off. Yeah, right. you're right. It has to be something that you can only get in that space. Right. But anyway, in any case. It has to be something to make you go, whoa, tee-hee. Right. Anyway, tee to the friggin' heat. <laughs> so there's a, not- notable, there's a noticeable vacuum of nakedness going on at South Lake Tahoe. Mm-hmm. We were at a bar. Well, first of all, I was gambling with my brother in a casino when all of a sudden someone comes up to me and goes, 
oh my God, Jack, one of your friends is going to hook up with a MILF. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> that's cool. I cash out at the table. We walk over there. And it becomes like – beca- it becomes very obvious to me right away that the women that my friend is talking to are, are, are not what you would call civilians, right? Right. They weren't people who were just interested in, in him for, for himself. Mm-hmm. I think they were probably after a little money. The money, foo. Right. Yes. A little money, which is cool up to, you know, mm-hmm. more power to them. Got to get paid. Cut, uh, you know, cut them checks. We all want something, honey. We all want something. Uh, but anyway, so we're, I, this is like kind of going down. They're like drinking. It's like everyone's just kind of going crazy when these two women are are, are like out and about. Uh, True. Talking to everybody. <laughs> You were like screaming at one of them that she was beautiful. What? <laughs> okay. You don't remember that, do you? I really like. I kind of do, but I remember at first screaming it about her tattoos, which I really like. No, but then you were screaming. But then I was screaming it about her, just like, her. At her face. Yeah, <laughs> just her. Uh, eventually, she she like took her boobs out, like at yes, the bar. Um, Okay, so that I remember because I remember like literally leaving and being like, I need to like walk around and like sober up. And then I came back like 20 minutes later to like say something to David and she was still there and her boobs were just hanging out. And I literally was like, made like a complete 360. I was like, I can't do this. And like walked right back away. But you walked away and you walked right at me and you started screaming at me about how she could do what she wants. (laughs) I'm still so upset about this. Okay. So here's the deal, though. I definitely didn't realize she was a hooker. I thought she – I didn't realize she was, like, a professional lady. I felt like everybody was being, like, weird because she was, like, forward. At first I thought she was just a stripper. I swear your brother told me she was a stripper. And I felt like there was, like, a weird sort of, like, like tension around her, which was, like, curiosity and interest, but definitely a sort of, like, okay. It was you know definitely I mean? okay, a little bit of okay mixed with, like, holy shit, this is Hooker trying to, like, get us to hire her. Right, right, right. Uh, so she kept... <laughs> which I missed out on. She kept, she kept uh, uh, dropping the idea that we should in, we should hire her to go back to uh, the apartment, the house. How is she, how is she articulating this again? I, I, I don't know, but she kept, she kept being like, spend some money on me, we can have a good time, or something like that. Was it that direct? I think it was, I think it was, ex- oh. I think it was like very explicit, like, give me money and then stuff will happen. I probably couldn't hear because I was screaming from different parts of the bar, you're beautiful. Right. Literally like popping my head out of like different canopies. Uh, so anyway, we, uh, we we declined her offer, although it would it was very nice of her to, to offer her services. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope she she found some work later that night. But you know, it's just never. I I, I don't think it's a good idea to invite um, um, uh, a lady, uh, a, a prostitute lady, over to a rental house where there's like 17 dudes drinking yeah i think that the ratio is just like too much right. like it's kind of like that is a one-on-one scenario right just doesn't feel safe not that i don't trust anyone in that situation but like i don't know i don't know people just don't know yeah you never know how those things can <laughs> including me out. i literally did not know she was a hooker when i was literally screaming that she can do what she want which i still stand by no she can and i agree with you it was just weird because it felt like you, it felt like you were mad at people for being like, "Whoa, holy shit, a hooker!" And then like, you were like, "She can do what she wants." And ev- 
<laughs> like literally, like yeah. a completely like like not even falling on deaf ears, falling on ears that have like been hearing right. clearly. We were like, yes, you're right, she can, but this is still crazy. And I was like, fuck you! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like starts projectile vomiting. <laughs> so anyway, that was fun. That was probably the most notable thing that I remember from it, aside from winning a bunch of money. You did win a bunch of money. Had a good Your time. brother spoiled you. Shouts to Matt, who like just handed you hundreds at various points. Oh no, he only no, he didn't do that. Or once. Connor gave me a hundred dollar bill. Matt I, Matt also gave you a hundred dollars at one point. Matt put $150 on on the table that I was betting at and and promptly lost it. Mm, uh, so nice. yeah. <laughs> But, you go big or you go home, or in right. this case, literally both. Matt would give me money, but he would expect me. He expected me to pay pay him back, which is fair. That is fair yes. if you make like if you make like money off of it. Right, 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 exactly. What about Connor? Not so much. He's just like, this is for you. Connor just gave straight up gave me a gift, which was nice because it was his That's birthday. So cute. Happy birthday, Connor! I was like melting at all the brother stuff. You have two really good brothers. They treated you really well. They did. It was a very nice weekend. It was also your brother's birthday on Saturday. Yes, Connor turned uh, thirty three. So sweet. Big shouts, Connor. Happy birthday. Shouts, Connor. I love your brothers. They're so nice. They're so good to you. It was a very fun bachelor party. Um, at one point, I literally just, like, followed David into the bathroom and took a nap, like, by the tub while he, like, took a bath. Yeah, he, like, soaked in the tub, right? <laughs> yeah, for, like, two hours, and I, like, napped like a cat curled up, like, right by it. <laughs> he soaked in the porn tub. Yeah, in the That's porn funny. tub with the amazing view, where your friend Mo had, like, apparently, like, fell asleep and was, like, never found again. Yes, this guy... Any update he, on that? I don't know. I No, I have no idea. He could be still sleeping for all I know. <laughs> no idea. He probably is. Yeah. He literally was left by everyone. Everyone moved out of the house and like went back to wherever they came from he, while he was still passed out at the tub. He woke up alone in the house. He's the one who, who wanted to stay at the fucking casino until 8.30 in the morning. Oh, my God. He's an absolute lunatic. Right. Like, okay. It's just what happens. Oh, my God. Is this, how many bachelor parties have you been to? Two. This being the second? Yeah. How does it compare? Uh, I mean, the first one I went to was Matt's, and it was in Vegas, and that was pretty fucking fun, so. How old were you? Uh, I, I was a fresh 21-year-old. Oh, so you were just like, ugh, ugh, yes. like, that is this world. It was, like, yeah, I was, I got so fucked up. Remember, actually, I was, I hung out with you that weekend. You and Lisa were at the... The um, that's true. We were there the for Stephanie and Matt's twenty first birthdays. Yeah. Yes. Oh wow! I totally forgot. So that's why you were there. I made a cameo appearance at the Luxor. That was the most incredible cameo. Literally, I could not believe that you were casually there. Right. Casually there, just getting hammered. Getting hammardy. Yeah. I am so stressed out. So anyway, both do you very believe? Fun. And wow. that, that's the that's the bookend of the of the bachelor party uh, case closed. Of the bachelor daddy. Bachelor daddy's over. Bachelor daddy's over, but also bachelor daddy's just beginning in a way. It is. Um. So I'm really glad. Thank you for inviting me. That was so fun. Thank you for I didn't coming. give to. I didn't get to give um, a speech or a TED talk of any sort, which was disappointing. You kept referencing a TED talk, and I think you probably actually gave one about the difference between. Regular Cheez-Its and toasted cheese. True. Yes, I did. All your friends were trolling me yeah. by saying that there was no difference. Everyone was like, they taste the same. I'm like, bitch, what part of toasted sounds like it's a flavor difference? Yeah. It's texture. I think it's a very niche uh, product, uh, personally. But to each, to, to each their own. 
True. Too yeah. true. The shitty talking might be too true. The best would be just like a bowl of hot and spicy, original, and extra toasted. Yeah, what that if they like, like do? Yeah, perfect. that's a good idea. They should come out with like a mix. No, never the mix. The mix is never good because you just get a less, um, a, a less, like a slightly altered flavor palette when you mix them all together. You got to just get three boxes and do the mix yourself. I disagree. I think, oh, I see what you're saying. Yes, that's you what I'm me? talking about. Yeah, right. Do the mix yourself. Do the mix yourself. Like anytime they're like, oh, like we just put all of these things you buy separately together, they all end up tasting like 75% less delicious. True, you're right. I agree with you there. And with Cheez-Its, you can never have enough. Um, in fact, I got a, the other night was our friend David's birthday and we um, were in his car drinking champagne, and I definitely also, again, bought a box of extra toasted Cheez-Its and made everyone try it. It was really so. good. They're, I think they're great. You love it? Yeah, I do. They're so hot. They're hot. Very hot. Nice. So that, is, that bookends the bachelor party. We had a lot of fun. Thank you for coming. Uh, yeah, of course. Super psyched to get married. I love you, Pam. And, oh, my uh, God. That was literally so cute. Are you so excited to get married? Uh, yeah, very excited. I literally, um, I literally cannot wait to give my speech slash roast your entire family at your wedding. Cool. Yeah. Go for it, dude. Okay. Well, America. Well, <laughs> time to discuss a new, a, a new addition to the ever expanding universe of OJ <laughs> texts. Hopefully, this is the the last one. I mean, it's definitely the definitive one. Like, yeah. how did we go from not talking about OJ forever to talk about him for, like, an entire calendar year often? Yeah, it's true. It is kind of crazy. I'm so stressed out. Um, You're, of course, talking about the uh, new 30 for 30 documentary, OJ Made in America. I am talking about that. It is the seven and a half hour <laughs> um, documentary um, broken up into five 90-minute films, low-key. Like, they're literally – each one is a short documentary. Yeah, like, true. Um, and it is not chronicling the trial. It is chronicling um, O.J. Simpson as a figure in American sports and American culture. Um, and it is so dense. Or dense isn't the right word. That sounds off-putting. It's like just so in-depth. It's, it's very so broad. Um, the first episode, I, I admit, I'm only on the second episode because I was literally thinking they'd be like 45 minutes each, sort of like 30 for like 30 yeah. for 30 would you know would vary in. Right running time i'd say most of the time yes they're like an hour and a half but because i knew this was like in multiple parts i was like maybe each one's like one hour yeah. nope yeah. literally a hard 90 right um so i am not that deep in it but the first episode literally is telling you about like like the migration patterns of like black americans leaving the south going to la because they're told that L.A. is, like, the best place to be, quote-unquote, an American Negro, only to be confronted <laughs> with, like, the same level of racism, just minus dogs, pretty much. And, like, and the, the amount of violence that, like, black people amount, had to endure in, by the, at the hands of the LAPD is ridiculous. Yes, it's ridiculous. It's insane. Um, but it's brilliant because they, you know, they're talking about the Watts riots. They're talking just about, like, the LAPD's, like, really, like, complicated history with the you know with like the black people who live all around LA specifically South Central yeah. and we're seeing South Central you know yes they're like we're seeing South Central before it's like the South Central of like our imagination now Gangster you know rap era. Um, yeah exactly before it's sort of like the real fallout of like I don't know like 
post-Reaganism, that kind of just, like, the, the fall of, like, the inner city, essentially, or the rise of the inner city, rather. Um, but it's brilliant because you're just watching, like, you're just watching the thing that you know has unfolded in our time beat for beat happened before and just like without even saying it you completely immediately understand like how this informed 20 years later um the trial or 30 years later like just the idea of like the ucla the population of like downtown slash slash south los angeles and just like the mistrust of like the people in these communities and the authorities and it's like it has nothing to do with oj for like the first like 30 minutes i mean the things are sort of they're they like weave them together. They weave them together so perfectly. Like it's actually like so, like I can't even imagine editing this. It's like crazy. Because mm. at certain points they do cut to when they're when they get into the parts where you're sort of learning about OJ as like a person growing up. They weave in obviously like a lot of like on camera interviews with his like friends and a lot of like old like video footage of his like games and stuff when he was playing for USC and the buff and like the Buffalo whatevers. Mm-hmm. But then they also play like you know. Um, like, footage from the interviews of the trial. Like, they weave in, like, the 1996, like, video footage. But it's, like, you just... It's just so... The the, the documentary has such, like, a great ability to, like, tell you exactly where you're at just using, like, the aesthetics of, like, the footage. Like, when it's, like, film reel slash old TV footage or when it's, like, shitty, like, 90s video. Like, just the... And then, like, when it's, like, really crystal clear HD. Like, you were just... It's, like, you're time traveling. It's so effective and so impressive i think and honestly you kind of it's good that they did all that stuff because uh the the context of like the time and like yeah la and the early 60s 70s and 80s and the inner cities and stuff that all all of that like had direct effects on the outcome of the trial and uh and you totally understand why the jury kind of like believed the defense's argument that this was like a giant conspiracy because frankly some of the fucking verdicts that had been coming out about the LAPD were insane. Right, right, right. No, totally. And it's really interesting because, you know, like, yes, you know racism exists in this sort of, like, not even abstract. You just, like, know it as sort of, like, like a fact of the land. But, like, when you think of the trial, your real connection is, like, Rodney King. You're just thinking of, like, yeah. how... That one incident. That one incident. Like, how raw that nerve was just in, like, the couple years before the trial. But then when you watch this documentary, you're like, no, 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 that was just like one piece. the latest. Yeah. That was one piece of it, of this like nerve that is constantly being like hit. And so it wasn't just like an emotional response from the jury of the 90s. It was like, you know, this these these jurors were, for the most part, born to parents who had lived in L.A. too. Like, right whose parents passed on these stories. You know, this was their reality and, like, the reality of, like, a generation before them. Like, it wasn't just sort of, like, you know... I don't know. It's it's much deeper than, like, the media circus right. and, like, the Rod- the emotional nerves around Rodney King. It's like, no, this is, like, the, built into down. the fabric of the history of Los Angeles. Right. It's crazy. Also, like... And also, like, it's really crazy to watch this, like, a, a week or so after Muhammad Ali died because he, like, factors in sort of briefly... Um, in, like, the first chapter, sort of, like, the antithesis of O.J., like, someone who was a really important cultural figure whose blackness was, like, front and center and who was political and who, like, embraced this sort of, like, just, like, the radical right. nature of, like, how he looked, you know? Well, they say, While like, O.J. was just, right. like, loved not being black. Right. They say, like, 
the the black athletes of like the late fifties, sixties, and like early seventies kind of set up the way for OJ. So they did right. all the dirt. It's like in the documentary they make, they make the illusion that like him, Jim Brown, who's another big NFL star, uh, Muhammad Ali, Jim Brown, Bill Russell, who's an NBA star who's politically conscious, and a couple other dudes, uh, Kareem Abdul Jabbar. They right. like did the dirty work so that like later generations like OJ Simpson could reap the benefits of of you know being you know him just being able to be a celebrity, which is essentially right. all he wanted to do. Right. Totally. He just wanted to be a celebrity, and like the celebrity was naturally going to be like among white people because mm. there was also such like a divide between like black celebrities and white celebrities in like the sixties, not yeah. just racially, but just in terms of like what was, like, motivating them to be in the public, right. you know? Like, O.J. was in the public to make money, right. and, like, yeah, also, literally right. Muhammad Ali was not. Right. Like, Muhammad Ali probably couldn't have gotten a deal with uh, uh, with Hertz or, you know, but O.J. Right. was totally able to. And there was an interesting – they had, like, the, the dudes who made that famous Hertz commercial where O.J.'s running through the airport. Right. And they're, like, filming it, and all of a sudden they have this – it's interesting because – they have interviews with like these high powered media people who are old as fuck now. Right. But they're just like openly and blatantly racist in the interviews that they're giving in 2016. Right. Like we didn't even see him as black. Right. There's that like, one guy so who's ignorant. like, he didn't even have black features. He looked like a white, he, he didn't look like a black. He looked right, like a right. white. <laughs> Which is crazy because then they superimpose this image of OJ and it's like, what does black look like to you? Like this dude has like a like classic like broad nose. Like he has black features. Yeah. Like he is literally like when he says he doesn't look black, like he is not talking about his face. No. Do you know what I mean? Right. He means OJ didn't feel black. Right. And like that is not a thought process you can like apparently totally shed. Well, or this guy, you're right. I mean, this guy's just justifying to himself why to himself. why he thinks OJ was successful. Right, because obviously he like cuz it's not true. To him, OJ he's did like, look black. black. Couldn't do this. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. And it's so interesting. It's so important to not like have all of these talking heads just sort of be like, you know, shaking their head and like in a certain type of retroactive shame, you know, like mm these people are still existing as the people they were then to a degree, yeah. you know, like they may have changed their mentality, but like when they're talking about OJ and OJ then, like they still revert back to like this way of thinking. Right. It's really interesting. So anyway, we love the doc. Gonna keep it's watching so good. It. How does it compare to you? I mean, it's really no comparison, but it's impossible not to think of the FX series that was going on at the same time. I honestly, or like that just ended. I think of. that they both stand up on their own. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think they're to two totally different like ways of doing it. Obviously, the FX yeah. one is kind of like a semi-fictionalized version of the real events, right? Uh, but it's hard to it's hard to watch Marsha Clark and not think of um, that actress. What's her name? Sarah Paulson. Sarah Paulson. I know. I'm not even at the trial yet. Oh like, uh, yeah. She the, ju she just met Nicole. The trial the trial takes up the last like four episodes of the of the documentary. Really? Yeah, they spent a lot. Of, well, actually, I don't know. I'm at, I'm on the fourth episode. Which one am I on? I'm There's on. only five because they're each 90 minutes. Oh, oh, you're right. So yeah. you're almost done. I'm almost done. Damn it. I wish there was more. Ugh, I know. What is it about this story that is just so rife? Like, you're at a point now where when I get there, I will know every beat of the story. It won't be, like, illuminating too much that's new. And yet, I'm not looking forward to it being over. It's, it really is, like, an amazing American story. Because it's about OJ, but it's also about, like, so much, so many other things. 
it's yeah that's it's everything i love it's like a scandal it's like sports culture if not like sports like you know i care i love sports exactly in this form right you know where like the roots kind of like like the sport is like the seed and like the tree that grows is like branching off to like a hundred different things that have nothing to do with sports yeah. <laughs> that's like my sweet spot beat so we're it's not, so 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 good we're not looking forward to this being over but uh we love it um, love it so much uh, I, uh yeah it's just great and uh it's a valuable thing to learn from I will say 30 for 30 has like a really, really, really um, incredible way of engaging with race as a subject. Totally. Very it's interesting. It's really one of the strong, strong suits of the series. Very, and it always has been. Very illuminating. Very interesting. I feel like yeah. I learn a lot. I feel like I, I, I come away almost as a better, like a, like a better person. Totally. I, kinda, I completely agree. It's sort of like... It's a, it almost feels like a really noble pursuit to like watch these documentaries sometimes. Yes. Like the one about like the bad boys. Yes, the um, Detroit Piston bad boys. Yeah, right. And just like the way that like the documentary does not shy away or even sort of like vaguely hint at like the racism projected on them just from what they were wearing. Right. You know what I mean? Like the baggy shorts, the black socks and the way that that like connected to like like the oh. emergence of like thug aesthetics. You're talking about like, the Fab Five. What I say? You said bad Detroit boys? bad boys. Oh my bad. No, no, no. I'm talking about the Fab Five. Yeah, right. like what's his name? Jalen Rose. Jalen those Rose. guys, right? Chris Webber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Chris Webber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those guys. Like, um, that's like, yeah, it's crazy. Mm. I just love it. Mm. These docu- these documentaries are like really, really, really. They're not they're just honest. trying to cater to people who already like this stuff. They're honest. <laughs> you know? They're honest. They're real. They're real. When are they going to do one on me though? Never. Hopefully. Mm, okay, that was really a quick answer and also violent. Thank you. All right. For that. We highly recommend it. Everyone watch it. It's on ESPN right you now. You watch it on the ES- watch ESPN app. Download it on your phone. <laughs> um, hell yeah. Or on demand. I'm watching it on demand. Ugh. Thoughts? That's, uh, that's good. Yeah, do it. Daddy? Oh, sorry. All right, <laughs> we have to move on to uh, our, our good friend of the week this week. Yes! What's good? Okay, so our good friend of the week is, um, well, my good friend of the week is U.S. Senator Chris Murphy. He's my good friend, um, too. Well, you're, you, but you suggested we go more broadly to the Democrats who aided Chris Murphy in the epic filibuster yesterday. Okay, well, sure, then they're mine. So fuck you, dude. <laughs> Together, they meet as one. Okay. <laughs> as one unit. I can handle um, that. And literally, they talked for like six, like eleven, th- like to thirteen hours yesterday. <laughs> Down. Like okay. <laughs> Do you want to explain what happened? Uh, I don't really know, hours. but they were like filibustering a long time to 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 open a discussion about gun control, right? Isn't that the whole, yes, the well, point? Yeah. yes. So basically, like they were meeting. Um, Congress was like meeting to discuss some like like fiscal bill for like. The si- like for sciences, something related to like environmental and like biological sciences or something. Mm-hmm. And Chris Murphy like took the floor and for fifteen hours like held it and would just he wouldn't would not like would not like cede the floor, but he would take questions, quote unquote. But the questions would be like pre written like speeches that would last like anywhere from like fifteen to like thirty five minutes that other Democrats and like certain Republicans had prepared. Um like bemoaning the fact that we've done nothing about gun control, mm. basically like lambasting the Republicans and coming up with like really common sense plans and then always ending it with a question so that 
the senator has to like then answer it and then again cede the floor to someone else to like ask another question like it was so strategic and so vish it was amazing <laughs> well i mean that's great i i hope that uh it brings about some kind of change because clearly there's something fucked up going on in the united states and uh, it needs to be changed it's insane. Like we need something. We need we need change in gun control. We need mental health changes. We right. need people to just be cool with being who they are. Right. Um, that is the most real because like like what happened in Orlando is like a matter of like o- like obviously homophobia factors in in sort of like the broader historical sense totally. of like what went down, but. Like, this dude, Mateen, was gay. Yes. You know, like, yes. it's undeniable. He was a closeted, so, yes, he was closeted yes, gay guy. He was re- totally. It was repressed, and it's sad. Shamed, and it is sad. Shamed into uh, leading a facade of a life. Mm-hmm. He couldn't He couldn't live his own truth. He was clearly mm-hmm. bitter about it. And uh, then this tragedy happened. Right. Right. Like, his being radical was born not out of, like, allegiance to ISIS. It was born out of, like, not feeling safe in his own body right. and in America. It was, it you know was what born I mean? out of mental health uh, uh, yes. uh, uh, issues. Yes, totally. And not feeling safe in fucking Orlando. Right. Like, God bless Pulse and, like, all the people who are great there. But, like, Orlando is not, you know, like, it is in our, like, prayers or whatever right now. And it's, like, an important place, like, be putting a lot of good vibes in and, like, a lot of positive energy towards. But, like, Orlando is, like, a very problematic city. Like, mm. it did not allow like like if your employers are legally allowed to fire you if you if they find out that you're gay they're like protected by that they weren't like oh, really? people weren't allowed to um, like gay couples weren't allowed to adopt kids until literally one year you ago can't, you can't donate blood for gay right in Orlando you can't do that anywhere what? um yes you, cool. what? you can't do that anywhere yeah in anywhere yeah you can't donate blood if you're gay no if you're a gay man holy fuck yeah it's like a leftover of like like AIDS panic. Holy shit. Um, Orlando, anywhere? like. I thought that was only yes. in Florida. No, anywhere. Oh anywhere. I've known that forever. Um, and I've never really been in Florida. But Orlando did, like, lift that ban momentarily during the day Ugh. of to allow for people to come in and donate blood, like, across, like, all orientation lines, yes. which I thought was, like, weird. I thought that was, like, a really. I thought it was some sort of, like, weird, like, not quite a law, but I definitely didn't think it was something, like, a technicality that could be subverted based on, like, the will of a blood bank. Yeah, right? <laughs> I was, it was very odd. Um makes sense. But, yeah, or, you know, what's what's happened, actually, in the last year with blood donation, like, with um, gay men giving blood, is that you now can give blood if you haven't been sexually active in a year. What does that matter? What if you were sexually active and you did have AIDS? Right. Then, what? This is such right. A basically, what? unless you're celibate, yeah. like, you can't donate blood. It's just basically, like, more, like, sex-shamey, like, bullshit. It's so intense. But, like, that is an important element of this because, like, that is still the kind of, like, fundamental stuff going on culturally that, like, produces people like Mateen, you know? Yeah. Like, there's just so many things happening and, like, guns are sort of like the only thing you can do legislatively until like this next generation just like becomes the elders that pass more open-mindedness down to like their kids you know like i don't know i mean i'm like saddened by it and i but i'm not losing faith in like the crazy progress that like the culture has made i mean just like seeing 
people talk about like transgender rights on like the Senate floor, like on TV, like who's Obama's attorney general, Loretta Lynch. Is that her name? I think so. Um, she was like talking about like being in, like she was like telling transgender people that like she is their ally when she was talking about that bathroom bill. Like in what world <laughs> did anybody think that this would be like our reality in like five, 10 years? So I hold out hope. That's but cool. I yeah. am like, you know, it's still, it's still dark times. Yes. Yeah. Bad friend of the week goes to anyone trying to make this a political, uh, talking point. Ugh, real or like any, anyone trying to politicize it in a non like important way and also like my double tongue goes to people that are like really sort of trying to like even like really liberal people being like of course they're like erasing like the narratives of like like, i am so exhausted of like this constant agenda of like language correcting and like policing the way that people are talking about things like i have so many people on my facebook being like these were like people of color who were like attacked like why aren't we talking about it and it's like they're we don't need to like keep cutting Right. down the trauma and to find sub traumas like this is devastating we're talking about everything yeah. like like stop That's using real. your facebook platform to seem more like open-minded and like radical in how you think about politics like chill right. this ain't about you like ugh, yeah just people are so annoying hope- just feel sad right. yeah like shut up ugh, anyway. so annoying that sucks but yeah that was intense news and we got it the morning we were leaving the bachelor party yeah someone like, apparently the, there were a couple dudes who were like at the at the casino and like someone like announced it out loud and then everybody just started losing money and it just like, Whoa, ruined, it really? like ruined a bunch of people's nights because the the news is so sad and then like it just like the night just took like a devastating 180 whoa that's really crazy so the news broke while you guys were still there i wasn't there anymore but i, I heard that right oh yeah because we like whoa yeah. that's crazy yeah yeah, I mean, like, that's what happens. Like, negative energy is real. It is real. Ugh, Israel. <laughs> Israel. Um, okay. But, yeah, so sad note to end on, but also I'm not going to be a negative Nancy. Like, I'm not going to just, like, harden up and be jaded. Right. That's not how it that's works. That's not how you should do it. No, nah, agreed. You got to keep fighting for the morning. Yes. Ugh, so pretty. I love that phrase. It's a new day. Real. It's a new day. Um... Okay. Well, you're about to hop on a plane. I'm going to get on a plane and go back to New York, bruh. Ugh. So sexual. It is sexual. Are you excited to go back? I'm more excited for game six tonight. Ugh, I wish you were here for it. Yeah, me too. But oh well. Oh, I just realized I'll be missing it. Oh, I also just... Well, I'm seeing Louis C.K. tonight, actually, ah. in San Francisco. Um, Fuck And you. it's going to be going on at the same time as the game, so what a, what a gamble. Fuck you. That means I could miss the big Warrior win, right? Well, yeah. I mean, unless they lose, that would suck. That would suck because that means – wait, is today the, is today the last game? No, if they lose tonight, then they would have to go and play game seven. And back in the Bay Area, I okay. think it would be on uh, – what's today? Thursday? I think it would be Sunday. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. Yikes. I hope they lose so I can watch the big game. Fuck you. They fucking win. They better win. God damn it. I hope they lose tonight and then win ne- on Sunday. It would be great to see them win in the Bay Area, but I, I don't know if right. I would be able to take the, the hot takes from between here and, and, and Sunday. Ugh, that's like a good four days of like, Dude. what went wrong? Right. Ooh, Curry, he's not good. It's right. like that. <laughs> What a powerful headline. Yeah. Hey, He's Curry not good? I'm also disappointed that I've been sending you um, all of these Curry emojis and yeah. you haven't Sent said any anything <laughs> about it. No, I did say something. I was like, they are so cute. They look just like – what did I say? I was like, they look just like the 
um, animation style of like one of the new Spider-Man cartoons. Oh, right. You did say that, actually. <laughs> I did say that. Of course, I immediately divided away from sports, though, so I get why you'd be pissed. I was like, that reminds me of a comic, so the, here's the comic I read. the best $2 I've ever spent at the iTunes store. Oh, it's, it's not free? No, of course. No, I had to pay $2 for them. Oh, my God. And you paid like a hot two. Yeah, easily. I said, here, take God my bless. money. I will say out of all of these sort of like celebrity emojis, um, these are the best looking ones. They're, they're the dumbest things ever. And they're that, so dumb. That is why they're so good. cute. I feel like Kim emojis is like, I don't like the quality. Amber Rhodes emojis, <laughs> I'm like, I don't even understand like what you want me to do with this. But the curry emoji, I'm like, hey. these are so cute. Like, like I, it made me immediately be like, there needs to be an animated show about like the six great basketball players like hanging out. <laughs> and I would watch it like big time oh, in that animation style. It's so he's so cute. Anytime we can get a, a, an emoji of Riley Curry doing the whip nene, it's, oh. it's going to be a good time. She would do the opening credits of the show. Right. Now watch us whip. Now watch us nene. Okay. And she would just like host it. She would host it. But we got to go. I got a plane to catch. You have a life. You got a plane to catch. True. You need to get out of that closet. Ugh, I know. I'm going to burst out. I'm not going to be held back. Good. Although these coats are very luxurious. My dad has, like, really nice pea coats. I'm literally wearing one right now. Oh, <laughs> so nice. It's so cute. Um, I'm going to go watch the rest of OJ. And, guys, thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks. Hey, thanks. Thanks for listening. Do you love it? I do. Believe in who you are. <gasps> Find your truth. Oh, well, okay. Believe in truth. Um, and we... We'll see you next way. Yeah, B-movie. B-movie. Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys. And take off your shoes and socks and run you. La, 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 Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run Run through the bed and scare up the milking cows. Run down the beach kicking clouds of sand. Walk a windy weather day, feel your face blow away. Stop and listen, love you.